0: As a hero, but leave a fool behind. Hello everyone, today Running On Joy brings you a special episode to introduce you to the Fairways Project. This will involve long distance journeys on foot and horse, starting with St Columba's Way in Scotland to raise money for the incredible work of the Venture Trust with their outdoor therapy programme. A collaboration between the Big Hoof Charity and the British Pilgrimage Trust, Fairways aims to connect people to the outdoors for the benefits of their mental and physical health. We're therefore inviting anyone who would like to join us, be it for a morning, a day or a week, and in whatever way is accessible to them, to join us on our adventures. The details of the first route and how to come along can be found in the show notes to this episode. In the lead up to this journey, I'll be interviewing some of our patrons, each of whom have amazing stories and adventures of their own. But today we start with the beginning of the journey, with the origins of the project and the core team behind it. So I've got two lovely faces in front of me who I've been having lots of long conversations with over the past few months in preparing for this. Um, And it's my delight to welcome them to our first episode of this this adjacent series to Running on Joy. Hello, guys. (laughs) Hi, 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 Francesca. So we've got Louis, um, who first started the Big Hoof, and then Kiki, who joined him on the first ride across Europe. So Louis, you and I connected through the podcast where we discussed the Big Hoof and and that ride across Europe, um, and also your John O'Groats to Land's End trip that you did solo. For those who are perhaps new listeners, would you be able to give a little overview of how the Big Hoof came about and your work to date with it?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's um nice to be back and <laughs> on 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 the podcast and and like we said on the first time we met, it's um it began with that John and Grace, the Lands End ride. I remember it was lockdown 2020 and I think if we can all remember um the the constraints that I, that that the country and and many countries in the world were under. And I had a friend of mine um called Leo who died of cystic fibrosis. A couple of years previously to the lockdown, and during the um, during being told when we were told to stay indoors, I remember thinking how lucky I was to to be able to you know at least be be okay to go outside, whereas there was many people with underlying illnesses who who couldn't do even that. It was you know illegal uh, and also very dangerous for them. Um, and Leo would have been one of these people who wouldn't have been able to go outside for 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 many months during that time. And he had such a lust for experience and for adventure and for connecting with strangers and going outside. And um, so I thought of him at the time, I thought of many people in the country and I just felt very frustrated and very lucky. So with that kind of combination, I set about to ride down the UK with a Highland Connemara pony called Alanda um, to try and just, I don't know, in a way it's trying to dig something out that I felt had been almost lost. Um, which was this sense of adventure and, and, and connection when, you know, connecting was effectively illegal at that point with, with, with people, with strangers. So yeah, I rode down UK and, and raised money for the cystic fibrosis trust in, in memory of Leo. And I coined it the big hoof because it needed a name. Um, and, uh, and, and after that ride, I, I think I remember getting to the end, land's end thinking this, this magnetism, this feeling of, of, uh, this feeling of 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 belonging through through um, the challenges of, of 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 the unknown, really. I thought this this really can't end this this state this sense. So I then set about to make it into a charity, and then after that we did a little ride um, from Land's End to uh, the Duke of York in Devon for a um, Afghanistan Afghan uh, refugee charity, and then and then the ride across Europe, which is where um, where we I raised money for a psychological um trauma charity for Ukrainian refugees, and where I met Kiki.
0: And that relationship with Ukraine has continued, hasn't it, with some of the adjacent projects that you've done, such as the windows for Ukraine too, am I right?
1: Yeah, it's um it's I think the lovely thing about having a charity, as I have discovered, um, is your is because you have that structure you are able to help where you think help is needed most and and um and i got involved with a uh well helped right at the beginning just to help start up a, an ngo called insulate ukraine which helps um install recycled um or well, windows made out of recycled plastic into the liberated areas of eastern ukraine back in december 2022 um, and it's, yeah, and we've, the big hoof has been helping them since, um, but you know, a small part in, a, in, a, in an ever-growing NGO and a small part in an ever-growing problem of, of people trying to restart their lives, um, and just wanting some warmth. Many people were helping were just sleeping in baths and using plywood and sandbags as their windows. And we were, we allowed our windows, unfortunately gave natural light and insulation. But I think the, the benefit, as I was saying, of, of, of having this charity the big Hoof is being able to yeah to isolate problems and and make them your problem in a a very small way um and therefore attract attention to them and and fundraise for them and and help in in whatever way we can
0: and i think that's a really important point to make because so many of our conversations over the last few months they've been about practicalities but it's also been about all of our core values um and thinking about what causes are really important right now to to each of us and how we can raise awareness and then tangible funds for them and it's the kind of the flexibility of the big hoof and the and the inclusivity that's at the core of it um that I think it is is making it so successful going forwards um, and you said there about connecting with Kiki on the ride across Europe and Kiki's a first timer on the <laughs> on the podcast so I'd just like to to flip to you Kiki and how you became involved and what your evolving relationship with the charity has been
2: so, yeah, thank you so much for having me, Francesca. Um, I became involved with Big Hoof, um a little bit over a year ago, so I um, lost my sister in August 2021. She was mentally very, um, well, she was struggling a lot, and this world was way too harsh for her, so she t- chose to um, uh, take her own life. and the months after that i can easily say were the most difficult months of my entire life and probably will be and um the only thing i could think of um a few months after it happened that i i i had a desire to do because you lose really the desire to do anything um, was to ride <laughs> horses, which sounds a bit silly, but it, um, when you grow up with horses and when you have a very strong connection with them, um, it's it's quite difficult to describe. But I had this very, very, very um, strong desire just to ride, and um, and specifically ride um, through mountains and hill, over hills, and and just have this sense of endless riding or like endlessness where you don't really have a specific goal, but just to um, feel and think and um, grieve, really. And someone um, pointed me to Louis and said, well, someone, <laughs> this guy is just basically rides. For, you know, he, just, he just rides for a living, or not even for a living, but he does these long-distance rides. And um, we got into contact, and he was telling me about his, his, his new idea, riding across Europe, and for... Um, mental health charities basically so i was like well that sounds just exactly what i was looking for and um yeah <laughs> for, um, weirdly enough we i actually decided to to join Louis on the ride and and um quit my job and 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 left my house and left my friends and family and and um and uh, literally left everything behind and went on this ride and and never looked back in that sense. And now uh, Louis, I'm helping Louie with The Big Hoof as a charity, and we are working all together on the Ferris Project. And um, I couldn't have envisioned a sort of um, more constructive and fulfilling next step after after that trauma.
0: Kiki, thank you so much for your generosity in, in sharing that. Um, I am just so grateful that you found <laughs> this initiative right at the moment that it sounds like it it gave you what you needed at, at that time um and it's a really beautiful illustration of the fact that this is about people who join us and and the benefits for them and for us as well as a team going together um and then also the initiatives that that we're fundraising for which is again um a mental health initiative in in this instance, with um, with our first journey across St. Columbus Way, but thank you so much, Kiki. Um, and I really hope that that continues to be a, a healing balm for you going, going forward, so you're an incredibly brave and empathetic individual, and it's so beautiful how you're sharing that with people as well. Thank, thank you. you. Um, And Louis, um, just flipping back to you, um in our initial conversation when we when we sort of set the seeds in our mind um of working together what did you take from that initial conversation and thinking about incorporating running hiking and cycling into the big hoop as well as kind of really refocusing on that storytelling element
1: Well i think the um the horse Elements of it, if you like, is something that is very um um, it it the the horse symbolizes something just more than the the animal, I think for me. And and that's why I think it works in the big hoof, is that everyone is connected to this one thing. Everyone's connected to this old um oldest friend of man, this this timeless, timeless animal that's helped us to where we are. But also it's a connection to the sense of movement, the sense of going through from one place to another to no particular end, perhaps, but just moving together. Uh, which is the biggest thing that affected me during the rides that I've done. And yes, it's the horse, it's the centerpiece and the power of that, That power the horse has for connecting people, but actually then one step further is that sense of movement and that sense of moving together. Um, and then when we spoke, it was your background is in long distance running. Um, and that's something that I, um, um, I don't do as much as writing and, and uh, <laughs> for good reason, but I, um, <laughs> but, but then I realized actually the problem, you know, obviously there's a, the, 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 problem relies, uh, the problem sits un- universally in many aspects in terms of connectivity. But then I think what was important about what we discussed was this, this wonderful land on our doorstep at, at, in the UK that's, um, it's full of ancient trails ancient places stories and uh, places that have perhaps been slightly forgotten or have grown over with time that needs to be and uh, can be really easily uncovered and promoted if, if we move together in whatever form and i think the one thing i wanted to do after the ride across europe was to make it very to make our next mission our next project whatever that might look like very accessible to everyone um not everyone can get a horse not everyone can grab a bike or whatever or not everyone can reach the far ends of the Pyrenees but what's important is that everyone can take a step outside into an unknown place or into a new place and if we do it together it's that little bit easier maybe and that little bit bigger as well I think um so for us riding is not the the centerpiece it's the it's the the concept of of taking a step together um and so, therefore, yeah, the long distance running was was actually in, in a weird way made perfect sense, and yeah. so did the idea of people walking and, and running and um, cycling or whatever form it might be. For us, the horse is is, is a companion, um, as as much as everyone else who joins, and it is the root and centerpiece of what we do. But it is a companion, you know. Many for for, for many of the rides, I don't ride it at all. He's just walk next to it. It's just allowing us to move gently and slowly in a very natural rhythm.
0: Mm, and just thinking about how we've all debated even over the logo and that capturing that sense of movement and everything being connected you know that that sort of comes across in that but each each piece of the jigsaw has been really carefully thought out in terms of that unity i think hasn't it
1: yeah exactly it's 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 just important to 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 show that it's because i think there's, there's a there's a kind of in the uk especially which i very much realized when i was in europe the there's a there is a bit of a stigma to uh who has access to horses who has access even to the outdoors who has access to the gear the right camping stuff who is allowed, who is allowed to long distance run what does that even look like and they, they, i think it's it's um something that needs to be perhaps uh nuanced or at least um softened um because it's really not about where you come from who you are what you're doing uh outside of that place of movement or outside of where you are it's, it's or what gear you have or don't have i think it's just about just taking a step coming together and and doing something um which creates a sense of belonging breaking down all those silly stereotypes and and images and and preconceived ideas we have about what it is to to be outside i think it's it's really important to to show that the outdoors and the stories underneath us are all of ours um and and Moving together in any form is is a, is for us, for me, and 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 the team. Is, it seems a um, a wonderful way to connect to that.
0: Mm, absolutely. And so, if we can just now give the listeners a little bit more detail on what the project actually entails, Louis, could you give um, a sort of practical outline? And then, Kiki, if you could perhaps discuss the kind of the values and the pillars that we represent
1: yeah sure i mean since um that podcast I have with you francesca that's got both of our minds um running on what could we do together what could we create that allows an an accessible uk based slow journey um and yeah we came up uh, with fairways um and fairways essentially is a a, a project to uncover and promote all the ancient trails in the uk um, by foot by bike by horse um in whatever way one can and we're going to start with our first um journey which will be in on the 3rd of july 3rd until the 16th of july sorry is that right july or june yeah july 3rd sixteenth. <laughs> So yeah, uh, yeah, third to sixteenth of J- July, and the idea is we're going to go along Saint Columba's Way, which goes from Saint Andrews, in the east of Scotland, to the lovely I- islands of Iona, in the west of Scotland, and we're going to be travelling between kind of fifteen and nineteen miles a day. Um, <clears throat> and we, on our website, we've done a well, we've Kiki and I have done a recce of the journey to make sure it's all safe, to make sure it's all horse-proof uh, and human-proof. <laughs> and we found some places to uh, to sleep and to camp, and all the information of those places is online on on uh, on our website, thebighoof.com, on the fairways tab. And we've done a um, we've done maps of each day. So the idea is to basically whoever wants to join uh, is welcome on any day or days or an afternoon or morning with a horse, without a horse, use our horse, don't use a horse at all, whatever you want. Come with a friend, come with as many people as you want, walk, cycle, run and follow our routes and join us. And the idea with all of our rides, though, is to always raise money for a um, cause. And this year we're going to raise money on our St. Columbus ride in July for Venture Trust, which is a Scottish charity that um, focuses on promoting the outdoors and well-being of young people in scotland and ex-service personnel in particular we'll be raising money for their outdoor therapy project which is focused a free service focused at 16 to 25 year olds and ex-service personnel um to allow for a therapy space in the outdoors whilst moving with other people um and they're going to Fortunately for us, they'll be coming on 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 this this journey, which is really exciting. So yeah, it's third to the sixteenth of July. All information is on the website, and um, if all we need is people to come with a sturdy pair of shoes and a willingness to, to do some good and 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 be part of something quite exciting.
0: Mm, and we've put links to suggested kit and also places that you can source um, a secondhand kit um, and, and more affordable options for that and kit sharing and things that can be found on the website too. And it's really exciting that we're starting in Scotland and kind of your home territory mm-hmm. and then, then the aim is to move down down the UK um, uh, on different pilgrimage trails, and then maybe maybe link them all up at some point as well. But, but we're starting kind of with the origins of the Big Hoof really, aren't we, on, on the St. Columbus Way trail. So Kiki, if we just now flick to our, our sort of values and pillars, if you'd like to talk a little bit about those. Absolutely. So
2: with Fairways, I think our general mission is to connect um, people whilst moving through the land and connect with storytelling storytelling and mental health um basically advocating for a better individual social and environmental well-being so it has like these three elements basically elements that we um keep focusing on um through whatever journey we're undertaking and um during these long distance journeys um we're using the british pilgrim um, routes as our guide and we exploring a happier healthy healthier and globally consider considerate world. And whilst doing that, I think we have sort of three main pillars that we focus on in terms of our vision, which is adventure, healing and connection. So adventure, um, in a general sense, I think we'd like to promote the, to do things a little bit out of your comfort zone. And it doesn't have to be a two-, three-week journey. It doesn't have to be 300 kilometres. It could just be a day or half a day. But anything which is slightly out of your comfort zone, any step into the unknown is a, is a win and is a little adventure of your own. And I think that's really important for us to uh, promote because in the unknown, that's where you find the challenge within yourself. And that is where the, yeah the true real progression, I think, takes place. And then the second one is healing which is, um, yeah, obviously very personal to me as well, because the outdoors are very healing. It's incredible being in nature, um, seeing just the way how trees are shaped and and no shape is straight. And that's how it it is in life. And moving at this slow pace, which is so much more natural to the human being, um, has a huge impact on your mind and the way you think about things. And whilst doing that, which brings me to the third um, pillar, which is connection, Um, is it influences the way that you uh, interact with other people so as soon as you do undertake an adventure a journey a a trail with someone else it can be one person could be 10 people could be 100 people the way you interact with other other people completely changes because of the pace because of your environment and um, you know I think we all deal with a sense of isolation or loneliness uh, sometimes but connection on a on a trip like this is is truly remarkable, and um, we, yeah, we pr- we tried to stimulate that and promote that with um with fairways, and um, yeah, and all the while um, keeping all the good things in mind, which are obviously sustainability and the environment environmental impact that we have, and trying to local um, promote the local community and collaborate with local um pubs and restaurants and charities as much as we can and obviously being as inclusive as, as we can in every um, form of way and um, yeah in, in short I think that's what we stand for and that that's what we're aiming for
0: yeah absolutely and connecting and and healing the beautiful landscape that we're that we're moving through as well and leaving that positive trace both on each other our communities and on on the yeah. land that we're we're so so blessed to to have really um and i think you touched on there this sort of this importance of slow travel and um louis what do you think about in terms of this slow form of travel why is it particularly crucial now do you think
1: um well i think i would quickly say that there's some some parts of the journey are not beautiful as well <laughs> you know every country has a sample um and it, it's it, it, you know it's not it's not all um lovely locks and glens and mm. but i think that's why in a way slow travel is is a very fundamental important thing that we should do today because it's very easy to skip out things you don't like and skip out the points where where you find tedious or boring um and at the same time i think in the world in the uk um that we in the world of the uk things are very fast and a lot of the time for our convenience, but a lot of time just because it seems to be this this ever growing um, machine that's slightly out of your control. Um, and through that, you just don't have the time to appreciate the really, really small things, the tiny, tiny moments of each day um, that you do when you're traveling at the pace of a horse um, with other people. And the the benefits I think you get from that are I mean, it's to put into words would be, I think would be an understatement to the reality of it. And it's something that you can you really appreciate when you're actually on one of our journeys and hopefully fairways will be, will encompass that sense of being, sense of presence, where you are very much in the moment, you are smaller than the wind and the trees and, and the, the rivers, you are part of something much, much bigger. Um, and it just, and it sounds perhaps on paper, a slightly, um, almost unhuman experience to be something so small in this modern day, when we can seem to have, we seem to be able to control almost everything. But then suddenly, it's actually, I think, by realising how small we really are, and how vulnerable and how part of something much bigger and more important than ourselves, we are, it's incredibly powerful and humbling experience, which I think is needed now, perhaps more than ever. And I'm sure someone said that same thing 100 years ago, but (laughs) i really i really feel that it's it is now more than ever for us anyway um and it very yeah it just makes it appreciate it makes you really appreciate being alive and being present in this wonderful country um and it's uh and then therefore be able to connect with the people who are doing it with you it just makes you belong i think you know belong in in a place that isn't above anything else it's you're just in it you know you're in in the locks you're in the you're in the glens you're, you're walking um in in the place where you've come from
0: i think also in that sense of belonging and what you touched on there that yeah not all the places that we're going through are these beautiful sweeping landscapes there's some urban environments too and in that idea of belonging is also the sense of safety and connecting with people so that they can experience the safety that comes with being in a group and moving through spaces that might not necessarily feel accessible and safe to them. Whether that be walking down the street or, or going along a trail by themselves. Um, and actually, you know, we're we're creating a space amongst us, hopefully that people can feel trust and safety in it. You know, we're trusting each other um, by, by joining together in this way from different backgrounds, different experiences, trusting with the vulnerability of our feelings, as Kiki has is, is exemplified so much just in this conversation. Um, and in that implicit trust, we're, we're building, hopefully, this kind of security that can give people the confidence to take those little steps out their door that might c- connect them to something yeah that is so much bigger and hopefully allow them to realize things about themselves about the world um and about other people around them I guess um and you you said that about using the British pilgrimage trust routes and we've also had a lot of conversations regarding kind of bringing your own beliefs um, and pilgrimages are something that Louis and I talked quite a bit about in, in that first interview together and what then maybe led us to consider using using these routes so I wonder could you just um, reflect on the importance of the collaboration Louis?
1: Yeah I think the, the British Pilgrimage Trust have done an amazing job of of promoting or beginning to promote the um, the pilgrimage trails in the UK which of which there are just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds um, and they are so important because of they they outline the skeletal outline of where literally where we have come from uh, and where we are now and the history involved the 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 stories within them are the makings of us today uh, again a very a, a very common theme i think in in modern modern life is 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 dismissing in a way our our history um dismissing where we've come from or at least not quite giving it the time it deserves i i, I think um now the thing with pilgrimage trails is that they they are all inclusive because they they are constantly being remade they're constantly be, being undisco- uh, rediscovered and also new ones are being created um which I find really exciting but their main aim is to quite literally root us to where we are from root us physically to the ground but then root us historically to where that where the the stories and the and the steps that have been taken on that ground underneath us um so they speak on many levels and it's and there are many um there are many traditions of pagan traditions there are Christian traditions that have um created them and also as our history uh, progresses, many other traditions will 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 use them, I hope use them and and develop them uh to be something of a core sense of just belonging and and, and being together on on this land um so they they form a great framework I think for a great frame, framework and structure for for us to then, use develop and and and, and appreciate uh, going forward
0: thank you and just to also reflect on the other important partnership on this particular journey in terms of um the outdoor therapy program of the venture trust um i wonder kiki if you just wanted to add anything about the importance of their work and why supporting their mental health initiative is so integral to what we're doing
2: absolutely um yeah i'm, I'm really um overjoyed with this collaboration because I think this is exactly what the world needs is this charity that is very successful very professional and they help um different groups of people so also um they set up criminal justice programs and employability programs or programs for ex-service personnel but the one that we're focusing on is on mental well-being or well-being in general and what they do or then they involve the outdoors in in every program that they um that they run, but this particular one, they have um, professional therapists and, um, uh, yeah, professional therapists who um, set up these personal development programs for people who struggle in one way or another. It could be anything, um, isolation or trauma or something in your youth, and they will guide you through it. But being in the outdoors, so they use um, parks or local beaches or local hills or whatever is accessible, um, to that person and I think that's an incredible thing because even from my personal experience and also what I've seen around me a lot is sit down in a very small room without windows and talk about what's going inside uh, going on in, in, inside you is incredibly difficult to someone you might not know or not know yet or um, these these traumas can run so deep but what when you move when you walk when you can see things around you and especially also not facing each other, maybe just walking in the same direction and being able to, you know, look at the plants or rocks or flowers around you, enable, I think really on a very deep human level, enables you to um, unlock all these, yeah, these um, uh, knots and, and and little troubles and things which are, which are inside of you and is actually very, very useful. And so I think that it's it's an incredibly innovative program where you have highly trained people certified people helping other people but in a completely um different environment and I actually had this have had this d- desire personally as well so the fact that they do it and the fact that we can support them uh doing this is is absolutely incredible I'm really really happy they were collaborating with them
0: mm, it was like it just kind of fell into our laps really wasn't it because we were, we were thinking about well what can we do to help people to connect to the outdoors and as you stress there they are they're doing this but with trained professionals who can make a really meaningful impact on on the people that go through the program so it really is vital vital work isn't it Um, and I think it'd be good to to wrap up with our personal reflections on what motivates us personally to undertake these journeys and what we hope to get out of it so Louis do you want to kick us off
1: Hmm. Um, What motivates me personally? I think um, as it was at the end of that first rise, it was a a feeling that I never wanted to let go of. Um, And that feeling (laughs) was... um, I think it was... I think be able to, to be able to do something slow and strong together in a very 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 complicated and fast place world um, felt very important and it filled me with a lot of self satisfaction but I think the power it had was unseen and that then communicated then in to into a motivation that has that has fueled I think everything that the big means to me and, and therefore what we are doing now with fairways, it's, um, I think this sense of doing something very slowly together, um, for a cause beyond tangible, um, results, I think is something that I find very motivating, very important because the effects really are, um, more than we, more than we can put our hands on. Um, and um, yeah, for me, that 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 does drive me, and um, and it keeps growing and changing into what shape that takes. But it, it's, I think, I find it, you know, integrally important to to as a goal to 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 strive for.
0: Thank you. How about you, Kiki? Um, the reason
2: I am doing this, well, I think I I, I touched upon it quickly, but. Um, I think, yeah, so after my, um, amazing sister passed away, I personally also kind of lost the, lost the lust for life and, um, felt like it was the only thing I could actually do other than doing nothing, um, is, is undertaking a journey like that. And through within the journey, even though I didn't really, I wasn't really ready for it yet, I saw how beautiful life was as well and it was almost forced on me and I was like I don't you know in a way you're not ready to um, feel and see that beauty yet Um, but it it made me reopen my heart and reopen my eyes and see that there's actually things worth living for and I think if there's just if I can only give a tiny glimpse to someone else to help them see that even, you know, because no one can do this for weeks on end. I understand that no one has the time for that. And I'm incredibly pri- privileged to, to have done so. But if it's only for a day and I can help give people that day, then I, you know, I, I'll happily do this for the rest of my life because it is truly life-changing, um, yeah, without trying to be uh, melodramatic. But it has been for me, and I know it could, it could it could be for anyone. So, yeah.
0: I don't think it's melodrama. I think it is the, those... big things but also small things that can be incredibly life-changing that come through come through simple human connection sometimes I think and I think for me I've uh, sort of a bit like you two really I've always been attracted to that kind of underlying magic and enchantment of nature since I was small and then also linked to that my belief in the power of storytelling and I think in in our first podcast together Lou we touched on that Rebecca Solnick quote which is we tell stories in order to live and I'm really excited by the possibilities of the stories um, shared between us, between the people joining and, and with the land itself. And I think also from a mental and physical health perspective, time spent moving in whatever way I can outside has been really important um, in terms of overcoming life-threatening episodes of mental health conditions and managing autoimmune and connective tissue disorders and healing from in some cases abusive relationships in the past and so I think for me it's kind of about celebrating my own form of of strong <laughs> as Kiki was touching on um and hopefully inspiring other people who feel that they can't that they absolutely can and it doesn't have to look or, or be in any particular way whether that's one step or 100 miles <laughs> <laughs> um it can be anything and that is strong because you've you've showed up and and you've risked something and and you've been vulnerable in doing that and and that is strong I think absolutely so before we go I think it's important to um thank our current sponsors and partners so that's the Jeremy Wilson Charitable Trust um Gravis advisory Farragh GB Firepot Food and of course the British Pilgrimage Trust and also just to signpost people too, so they can go to the website, thebighoof.com, and from there they can find the routes that we'll be using on this first adventure, as well as um, some other important information, as we've mentioned, with with kit and um, suggestions of places to stay and things, and obviously they can contact us and, and we'll support you in any way that we can to to ensure that you can come and join us and give you um additional information or ideas about how you can do that so we'll finish with the joy question, which Louis has answered before, um, and I've touched on in a previous episode, but I don't know. Sometimes sometimes the things that bring us joy change. So, Kiki, do you want to go first since you haven't done it before? What does joy mean to you, guys? Yeah, I saw you looking across at Leah. <laughs>
2: I think it's such a difficult question. It's probably one of the most difficult questions. Joy. What mean? What is joy to me? If I, if I, if you see, say the word joy, I, I just have this image of like these windows uh, at the at the front of my uh, sort of above my forehead, no, inside my forehead, just opening wide open, and this like wind coming through, and then that that's the image when you say joy. <laughs> and I think the feeling that it, it evokes is like. Oxygen and freedom and sort of letting go, because that, that I think that for me is joy, and it's the same if I'm on a horse and if I'm like cantering, I don't know, through these amazing French fields or something. It's like pure joy, it's freedom and it's laughter and it's just basically letting life in. I think that's the window. It's like the window that opens and letting life come in, because um, you know, yeah. A, a, any anyone is listening. At some point in your life, those windows have been closed. But like opening those windows and letting that wind in, I think that's pure joy.
0: <laughs> that's So so lovely, and I don't think anyone's answered. Just letting the wind blow through my head. <laughs> <laughs> right through <the> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> How about you, Louis?
1: Yeah, I think yeah. Last time I said um, it was the unknown, which which I. Which I still value a lot, but I think if I'm considering what we've been speaking about and how I think um, Fairways is is slightly is is nuanced our mission in the UK. I think it's for me it's about um, about trust. Um, joy is trust, and that because trust takes vulnerability, it takes confidence, it takes um, it takes a first step. Um, And it takes you have to leave something behind to to know that something else is waiting for you invisibly ahead of you. I think, yeah, for me, it encapsulates a lot about why, why, how I feel joy. And it's just trust knowing that together or at least maybe on your own or with an idea or it's going to be okay. But you have to take that first step and trust in that first step and trust in yourself to to be able to do that.
0: Mm, Absolutely. And I, I think you're right. Like my ideas around joy have concretized so much through through different conversations both through the podcast and through talking to you guys this um these past months and things and I think joy for me is is seeing like sowing a seed and watching it grow you know those points like Kiki was saying of laughter of interaction where you you see that light in someone's eyes and you think where's this going to (laughs) go that kind of creative spark that maybe you you see in someone else and then that lights a fire in you that then you pass on um or something that arises in you that then you see light of fire in someone else and it's that kind of passing the torch seeing the ripples um disperse from from something that you've that you've thrown into the waters um the ripple effect of of joy i think is really beautiful Mm.
2: Very
1: nice. (laughs) So, windows, trust, and ripples. Sparks. (laughs) Sparks. Yeah.
0: Sparks. (laughs) Let's burn down the house. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. i am so grateful to the community that is growing around the podcast and if you've enjoyed today's episode i would so appreciate if you can share it with your communities and help spread the message of support perseverance and joy father if you have any feedback or suggestions for future guests you can find me on instagram at running underscore on underscore joy i'd love to hear from you thanks for listening and i'll see you next time for running on joy